All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. Wow. So I am pretty exhausted today, the day after the Browns Chiefs game, uh, which unfortunately, obviously, ended up in a loss for the Cleveland Browns. barely have a voice today. I feel like I ran a full marathon or maybe got hit by a car uh, just because I was so I was so tense the whole day uh, and I didn't really sleep the entire week because it's just so exhausting thinking about the game, mentally preparing for it, thinking of every scenario of what could possibly happen. Uh, it, it was just so tiring and I feel like I'm releasing it all today. Uh, just trying to process it all. But before we get into the Browns game, just wanted to touch on a couple of other things because obviously that's the main thing I want to talk about. Uh, Starting with the Buckeyes. So national championship feels like it was 10 years ago now, but it was literally like a week ago. Um, I mean, what it comes down to is they got outplayed by Alabama. Alabama was a better team than the Ohio State Buckeyes this year. I don't really have a ton to say about it because it was just kind of an ugly game. Like, we we couldn't defend. They had such an explosive offense. Uh, there just was, there was no stopping them. Um, but overall, I'm still pretty satisfied with the Buckeyes season because we did get to destroy Clemson, which was great. And just in general, really shutting down uh, the people who were saying that we did not deserve to be in the playoffs uh, when clearly we did defeating uh, Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. Uh, that was a, that was still a pretty big deal. Obviously would have loved to win it all, but I mean, at the end of the day, when you just have Alabama just has better players this year than Ohio State had, uh, and that's how it is sometimes. So don't have a ton to say about that, but wanted to touch on it. The other thing is our guy Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer has taken the head coach job at the Jacksonville Jaguars, which it's interesting. I, I personally do not love this move for him. I loved him as a college football analyst. I feel like he brought so much interesting commentary to the game and it was really like putting on a clinic for all of us teaching the sport in a way people just never think about it. I thought it was so interesting every time I would watch him. So disappointed to not have that part anymore. Also, I just, I don't know how good he will be as an NFL coach. I mean, what made him so great as a college coach in part was his ability to recruit really, really well, which is not the the same factor in the NFL. Uh, so it will be interesting. I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that he's going to be an automatic failure like a lot of people are, uh, because I feel like that's dramatic. But I don't know. I, I feel like it might have been better if he ended on a high note. Um, he was beloved at Ohio State as a coach, and he really was doing well on TV, so I just feel like he could have kind of rode that out. Um, I also wonder if whatever health issue he had is better. Not really sure about that, um, because that was his original reasoning for stopping coaching. Uh, But I don't know. I hope he has success. I mean, it's a pretty crappy team right now, so he's going to have to do some things to turn around. Uh, Interesting to see who he decides to draft with the first pick in the draft or if he decides to trade that pick. A lot of people think he wants Justin Fields as the quarterback, obviously that Ohio State relationship, but I don't know. Uh, We'll see how it goes. All right, so that's all I'm going to say about anything non-Browns related because 
honestly, nothing else really matters right now. The Browns have been the highlight of my life for the last few months. I have pretty much not thought about anything else other than the Cleveland Browns. Each week, you're just building up to whatever game is that weekend, and it's just been so all-consuming, but I love every single second of it. It is so beautiful to have a competitive NFL team and get to feel what what that is like, get to feel what my parents talked about from the years we were really, really good back when they were younger. Uh, I've never been able to experience that feeling, and I'm just, oh man, it's so all-consuming, and it's so overwhelming, and it's the best thing in the world. Um, I do have to start with a rant here on on the Steelers fans. Uh, I don't I don't really want to give them the time of day right now because, you know, we have better things to worry about, like, you know, filling some of the gaps in our defense in this offseason that I don't want to sit here and talk about Steelers fans. But I do have to get into it for a second because it is mind-blowing the way a lot of Steelers fans are are behaving in general right now. Uh, so I would probably... I would probably compare them to a kid who goes to private school and has never been told no by his parents in his entire life, and then one day something doesn't go his way and he doesn't get what he wants and he whines and complains and makes excuses and argues a bunch of points that don't make any sense and have nothing to do with what we're talking about. I would say that Steelers fans, they've been spoiled with a lot of good football over the years, and now that they are not the top dog in our division they literally don't know what to do with themselves there is no room when talking to a Steelers fan to have complex conversations about football because they just think that they are right and the best like you you literally can't even talk to them about that game from last week uh without them referring to the last 20 years of Cleveland Browns football as if that has anything to do with the way they played and the way we played against them. Uh, They just want to talk about the history of their team and the history of the Cleveland Browns and not this year and what was going on. And there's like no level of accountability or looking in the mirror and seeing what maybe you could change as a team or what you need to do differently and that you might not be perfect. And it is so mind-blowing to listen to it. I mean, I am all for trash talk. Uh, I love doing it. I do it all the time. It's, It's one of the best parts of sports. I love arguing different things with opposing fans. It's super great. But when you aren't even making logical points, like I've seen a lot of Steelers fans talk about, uh, oh, look, looks like the Browns and Ravens are sitting on the couch next to us watching the rest of the playoffs now, as if the Browns didn't just completely destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers one week ago. Like, we, and as well as the Ravens, made it one round further in the playoffs than you, and you have to sit there and realize that that means you aren't the best, okay? You just, you aren't. And then I I saw a lot of Steelers fans saying, oh, well, we have a better pick than you in the draft now. Oh, okay, so that's what we're doing now. We're just going to argue higher draft picks. I'm pretty sure And I I can say this with almost 100% confidence, that when the Browns were really bad, you know, in our 
oh and 16 1 and 15 or just even our like mediocre seasons like of course we were trash talking Steelers fans but we we were very honest with who we were as a team that there were things we needed to do better there were things we messed up on you know whether it's coaching players quarterback issues any of those things very honest with ourselves about what was wrong and what we needed to do better. Uh, We weren't trying to fool anyone, and it feels like that's what Steelers fans are doing right now, is they're afraid of of losing all of the years of greatness that they had, and that maybe they're going to have to do some rebuilding here and rework some things, that they're just grasping on what they used to have, that they cannot live in the reality of today. And in the reality of today, they are not the best team in the division they lost in the first round of the playoffs to the cleveland browns it is a new day in football and you gotta they gotta make changes so they can live in the past they can live in their fantasy land or they could come back to reality uh and face what they what they are doing right now what do they want to do about juju do they want to continue to let him kind of talk the way he is doing his social media interactions or do they want to shut that down? Like, there's realities they need to face that they're very much ignoring. And it is so mind-blowing to me. I've never seen so many fans so out of touch with reality. I mean, I talked about the Ohio State game earlier. That would be like me saying uh, Ohio State was better than Alabama when we just got pummeled by them. Like, no, I'm going to be honest. They were the better team. They won the game. That's how it goes. The scoreboard tells you at the end of the day what happened, uh, and it wasn't even close. So it it's just they really gotta they gotta come to the present day, or they can live in the past. I mean, either way is fine with me. We're just gonna keep playing football um, and keep playing competitive games. Uh, so it's up to them to decide what they want to do at this point. But into the Browns game now for this week, Browns Chiefs. Oh boy, was that uh, a tough loss to swallow, it only being a five-point game. I mean, at the half, it was 19-3, to I believe, which it was like, man, how are we going to come back from this? But we, we put some good drives together and got some points on the board uh, and really made it a game. And so it was even, the dagger to the heart is even tougher that it was so close and it was within our grasps to win that game. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously went down with that concussion. That was, it's still interesting to me because I've watched that play like a hundred times now and I still can't tell like the moment where he got concussed or hurt. Uh, It's like there was no like dirty hit or anything so it's really hard to tell uh, what happened even though uh, Patrick Mahomes' mother did uh, shoot out a little tweet saying that it was a dirty hit and that he should have been thrown out of the game for that. Mac Wilson should have been thrown out for that, which is ridiculous. And anyone who saw that hit realized it was not a dirty hit, just a very unfortunate conclusion to that play that he somehow, I don't know if he hit his head on the ground or the ball. It's its really hard to tell uh, what happened there that rattled him so much. Um but unfortunate to see anyone go down. Like you don't want to see anyone get hurt, especially a Patrick Mahomes in an important game like that. Uh, nobody, nobody wanted to see that happen. But definitely not a dirty play. Uh, some other highlights of the game. I guess you could call him a highlight or a 
a negative highlight, um, the fumble in the end zone uh, combined with the missed targeting call there. So I understand that when a play happens in the end zone, nearly every single rule changes. Almost everything is different once you are in that end zone. But it just seems so crazy that you lose the ball because of fumbling in the end zone. The change of possession is what hurts the most in that call. And I really think, again, they need to reevaluate that rule because, I mean, even if it's you tack on a 10-yard penalty from the start of where that play was, fine. Like, if you want to do that, I think that would at least be better. But, geez, it is so hard to swallow that you were that close and you lose the possession um, after that play. It, it was painful. It was like the death penalty, truly. It felt like, how do we come back from something like this when we were so close to scoring? Um, obviously, Hollywood should have protected the ball, uh, but at the same time, back to what I said with the targeting call, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is a more clear example out there of targeting his helmet, it was helmet to helmet contact. I mean that, and that caused the fumble. So I don't know how the refs missed that. Um, it's unfortunate because that literally is the difference in the game. Like we could have scored there, and that would have changed everything. It would have been potentially sixteen to ten at halftime because we would have scored there, and you might have been able to stop the Chiefs from from kicking that field goal. So it could have either been 16-10, 19-10. That's a different game, though, especially when you're in a five-point game at the end of it. Uh, so it's hard It's hard to see that, and I try not to focus on those things and act like um, that was the game because there are 100% things that we could have done differently. Nick Chubb had a couple drops that... It could have been huge plays. Um, a couple other guys had drops as well, which weren't on Baker Mayfield. He was incredibly accurate and was throwing great balls all day. So I don't even put that on him. People were just dropping the ball, which you cannot do when you're playing the reigning Super Bowl champs. It's just, it's unacceptable. So I hate to blame it on one play in the game where the refs missed a call, but oof, is that hard to swallow. It. I mean, it's really tough. Um, all in all, I thought we played a decent game, though. I don't think you could have asked for that much more. Obviously, I've talked about it a million times. We need to use this offseason and the NFL draft to fill some of the gaps that we have on defense uh, in order to hang with these explosive teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they have so many weapons. We just didn't really have an answer for them, especially in the first half. It was like that first drive, you're like, wow, this this is why they were the Super Bowl champs last year. I mean, they're quite impressive. So really got to work on filling some of those gaps in the offseason um, and hopefully can come back next year and really be a contender once again, which is so exciting. Um, the other thing that I thought was an interesting choice, and I have to remind myself constantly that Kevin Stefanski is a rookie head coach. He has never been the head coach of a team before, and he didn't even coach in the Steelers game, so this was literally his first 
playoff game that he was the head coach for. Um, And it did show in a few moments. And I am the biggest Kevin Stefanski supporter. I adore him. I appreciate everything he's done for this team. And I think he's done a phenomenal job. But there were a couple moments of, uh, was that the right choice to make? Uh, For example, punting at the, oh gosh, there was like four minutes left in the game. I think he should have gone for it. I don't think you give the ball back to the Kansas City Chiefs and expect that you're going to get the ball back again with a chance to score. I think you have to go for it at that point. Uh, So that was tough to swallow because I think everyone believed if Baker Mayfield had the ball in his hands at the end of that game, he could have made something happen. We've seen that team run a two-minute offense pretty well this year, um, and I really think they could have could have made it happen. Um, But at the end of the day, I do think there's some good takeaways for Kevin Stefanski. I think he made some mistakes, but will learn from them and take them into next year. And that's really all you can ask for in a loss. Sometimes you have to make mistakes to learn how to do the right thing in those games. I mean, that's, I say this every episode, but it's the craziest thing about football um, that's different than the NBA or the MLB that have seven game series and teams can kind of swing up and down. Uh, y- you have one game in the NFL playoffs to play that team and prove who you are. Uh, so mistakes can't really happen. Uh, and you have to learn from those and make them better because you don't get many opportunities uh, to prove who you are and to prove who your team is. It comes and goes so quickly. Uh, so I hope... Hope he's learned, and I'm sure he has. He doesn't need to hear from me, just some random fan in Cleveland, uh, what he needs to do differently. I know that he knows. Everyone knows that he knows, and he'll make it better. Uh, One random note. uh, I don't know if anyone saw Johnny Manziel uh, running his mouth on social media. It's... it's, I don't even want to give that that much time either, kind of like the whole Steelers fan thing, because... Man, it's like, why are you even talking? Um, I, I referred to him on Twitter as a discount Baker Mayfield, which actually might be insulting to Baker because Baker's so much better than that. But when Baker came into the league, obviously a lot of people were drawing comparisons between the two of them, kind of, you know, outspoken, big personality guys. But Johnny Manziel has clearly not found a single moment in his life to grow up and mature, uh, whereas Baker Mayfield is probably one of the more mature quarterbacks in the league now and for everything he's done this year he's just kept his head down and worked hard something Johnny could never do on the Browns or for any league of football he's played in for that matter so just ridiculous hearing him run his mouth and had to say that like get out we're we're good we're happy we're playing football not with you go home okay so I wanted to kind of close out this episode with just, in general, what this season has meant to me. And it's it's hard to explain it to other fan bases because I don't think they really understand what it has felt like to be a Browns fan. Like, we have been in the lowest of the lows. The 0-16, like I said, the 1-15 seasons... That's, I mean, you you just really got to swallow your pride and take it in those moments and 
really try to picture a better future for the team when you're down like that because it, it's hard to be a fan of a team when you're when you're in in times like that I'm sure Jets fans feel like that right now Jaguars fans you just got to keep the faith and you know stay positive for what you could do someday but it's so so frustrating in those times but I really do think it makes good moments like this season that much more rewarding I mean I appreciated every good game that we had every time our two-minute offense actually worked and we actually scored it was it was the craziest thing because we were never able to do that before um so it it means so much more to see it now um but at the same time it's hard because there are no participation trophies in the NFL one team wins the Super Bowl and it wasn't us so it's hard not to be disappointed because as much as we want to say we're going to fill the gaps that we had from you know this year and come back better next year nothing is promised and you only get so many opportunities and you never know when you're going to get that opportunity again so it's hard to not be disappointed because we really did come so close and felt like felt like we had a shot to win but I mean, it's been beautiful to see the way Baker, Jarvis, Mac, a lot of these guys you see him post on social media, Miles Garrett, all of them, the way they embraced Cleveland, this organization, everything about playing football here, it's it warms my heart. Like I even when you see them tweeting like we wanted to do this for these fans in this city it means a lot I said it last time people love to hate on Cleveland people love to put Cleveland down it's like an easy scapegoat to be like ha Cleveland um and they have made us not a joke anymore they've made us the real deal they've made us a competitor a team that people respect sorry to take a sip of water getting getting uh from my sore throat yesterday gets really uh dried up in a while I talk a lot but um anyways it does mean a lot to see these guys speak about us that way and want to keep winning I feel like even going into free agency here a lot of the guys that are you know up this year will want to stick around they will want to stay uh even if certain people have to take you know, less money than they were hoping to, I think they'll do that because they believe in the culture, they believe in the organization, they believe in Kevin Stefanski, they believe in Andrew Barry, they believe in the fans, um, and that's a great feeling. I truly can't wait to see next season when we're out of this stupid pandemic and that stadium can be full of fans again full of people celebrating and having a great time I think the city deserves it um it it is it will be a sight to see and I'm looking forward to it so as disappointing as this was just got to be excited for the future and and hope for the best um but thanks for following along this season as we kind of worked through the craziness of the pandemic and not really knowing what sports were going to look like in general. Um, It's awesome that we were able to get through it and have something so bright 
to, to fill our time with during such a dark time. Um, and I appreciate everyone who's kind of listened to me either on here or on Twitter, or I've recently started picking up TikTok, which has been a ton of fun. Uh, shout out to Bill's Mafia, who has been so supportive of me on TikTok. Very much appreciate them. Um, but it's been fun interacting with everyone and getting to celebrate this team. Like I said, in a year that has been so, so hard in so many ways, uh, it's so great to have have this to focus on, and I've enjoyed talking about it so much. Obviously, I am not going anywhere. I will be continuing to talk about you know, Cavs, not too bad right now. We're sitting right around 500. See what's going to happen with Kevin Porter Jr., who just threw a temper tantrum and is probably getting traded or something here, uh, which we'll see how that plays out. Uh, hopefully, the Indians, you know, who knows <laughs> what's going on with them. Just got rid of Lindor and Cookie, two of everyone's favorite players, and uh, because we we don't want to spend any money. Uh, so not sure how that season's going to go, but we'll see what happens. Um, and then obviously any Browns offseason talk. I'll still be here continuing to talk. Free agency starts March 17th. Get ready. Uh, NFL draft hosted in the great city of Cleveland, Ohio this year. Late April, early May. Um, and then we get into training camps. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about as we get through this offseason. So I am not going anywhere. I will still be here talking constantly, um, and I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Make sure you rate um, and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Uh, And definitely give me a follow on Twitter, uh, TikTok, Instagram. It's Abby underscore Mueller underscore on all of those platforms now. Uh, just to stay updated with, you know, every crazy sports take I have or stupid video I decide to post. So uh, go Browns, go Indians and Cavs, I guess, but mostly go Browns um, and looking forward to the future.